So uh, today is Celebration Sunday, and, and uh, that, that's like the word of the day, or I don't remember those kids' shows back in the day. They would say, this is the word, oh, it's actually Pee Wee Herman, sorry. They'd be like, the word of the day, and everybody would scream. But whenever I say Celebration Sunday, I want you to kind of just like, come on, Celebration Sunday. There you go. That's awesome. So today, we are looking back on all the good stuff that God has done over the past four weeks here at Highlands Church through this series called Reality. Four weeks ago was the first time that I had the opportunity to preach here as the lead pastor at Highlands Church. And we started this series called Reality, and it was based on this verse called uh, from Ephesians, 4, uh, Ephesians 3.20. God is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or even imagine. What's amazing is now we are collecting all of these testimonies and we are discovering that God has accomplished so much through the power of his spirit in this congregation over the past four weeks. Listen to this testimony from someone who wrote down uh, the goodness that they've experienced through this series last week. This is a person who said, God showed me how to love a friend in need. This person said, God showed me he is truly at work in my life and has a plan for me here. This person says, God showed me that I need to pray way more and I need to share his peace and word way more in my world. This person said, God showed me to forgive and to trust him. To also be grateful for good health. We have said it time and time again here at Highlands, but I hope today you just truly experience it, that the the, the, the preachers, that we're all preachers here. Every person is a preacher. Every person is a pastor. Every member is a minister. And so these words of encouragement that we share and celebrate today are, are the good news, and they are the proclamation. They're the sermon that we receive. So you guys are the preachers today. And we are going to have three people from the congregation come up here and share the goodness that they've experienced through the reality series. And Every time we clap in this church, every time we say uh, a hallelujah, try saying hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's close. You got to do kind of like a hallelujah. You got to get it in there. Real down doing it. Everyone try. One, two, three. That's it. So whenever you say a hallelujah or you cheer at this church in worship, it's always about God and to God. So anytime you experience something good and you say, wow, I really like that. And you cheer and you clap. Just, just direct that to God. And so I know that after you hear these testimonies, you are not going to be able to hold back your excitement after hearing how God has worked in their life. That you are going to just spontaneously erupt into uh, a cheer. Let me hear that celebration Sunday again. Yep. And that is going to be just erupt from from your hearts, and you're going to be up on your feet. And I'll tell you this. Don't worry about standing on your feet because every time someone comes up here to share some of their goodness, and they are so courageous and such wonderful people, some of the most amazing testimonies, we're going to sing after it, and we're going to be on our feet anyway. So it's not wasted standing up. So it's a kind of dual thing. But when you do stand up, you're standing up for God. And you're standing up to recognize all of the goodness that God has done in our life. So let us pray as we jump into this thing called Celebration Sunday and see all that God is going to do in this worship service. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that uh, we have come in contact with this message of good news that has been handed down one church, one person to another for thousands and thousands of years. And today we get to celebrate that you, God, 
are able to accomplish more than we could ever imagine within the space of even three weeks. And that we are here is so much more than we could imagine. And we pray that you would bless each of the preachers that comes up here today. That you would give them a great peace and, and a great, great confidence knowing that they're just speaking about the truth of who you are in their life. And so God, today is our celebration. Our celebration of you and your love that roots us deep down into, the, into love. A love that surpasses all of our understanding. A love that has drawn us together as one church, one body, and given us a common focus and a common mission to care and to love the people who are in the most need in this world. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, Hallelujah. What's your name? Candace Birmingham. My name is John. And I'm Cami. Laura Hyden. It's Penny Dalano. I'm Christy Chapman. Mary Lou Stemper. I'm Randy, Randy Weber. And how long have you been coming? This is my second week here, actually. With the whole reality thing that we're going on, that we've got going on over here, it's really a really interesting topic. How has the reality series changed the way you think? Mm, it's just made me more aware of just all the distractions there can be, I think, in the world. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that's the bottom line. It's just got to be true to who you are. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just following Jesus, and that's how you discover your real self. The way that plays out is going to be different. Um, it won't look the same. So maybe I would throw a party and invite a bunch of people over and show hospitality in one kind of way, God's love in one way. But somebody else might be in the kitchen just making dinner or out in the yard taking care of the uh, grounds. And I, I hadn't really thought about that before, but that's a piece of this, is I think. That one of the messages James talked about, you know, God is bigger than anything we can imagine. And just thinking about that and praying about that has just kind of opened my world and given me the courage to do whatever that is God's imagined for me. Um, so I'm excited to see where that, what that is and where I go with that. Reality series, I love the message today. It ended on the note that you need to be yourself and not follow the popular kids in high school. That's like the biggest challenge to just find yourself and not follow the main crowd. And I think that really touched on me and kind of inspired me to just be myself and just embrace myself as who I am. Good morning, Highlands. Yeah, you can clap. Clap for the video. That was amazing. Such an amazing video hearing about all that God is doing throughout all of our lives in this series. But I want to I ask you a question. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you have felt so overwhelmed and so busy with all you have to do? I know I have. But in this reality series in the beginning, as James said, we discuss, or went over a scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians 3.20, that says, God is able to do abundantly more than all we could ever ask or even imagine. 
Over the past few weeks in this series, I've had more on my plate than ever before, and this powerful scripture has been constantly on my mind. So as we began the reality series here as a church, in my reality, I began graduate school. Um, The role of being a student has been added back onto my plate, along with the many other roles that I play in life, such as a mom, an employee, and a friend, and so many other, other roles. Um, It's been a real struggle to manage the little time that I have in the day to accomplish all that is before me and to succeed. So a few weeks ago, as a staff, we went into the local middle schools and we served um, in the real simulation. We took time out of our busy schedules and our normal routine to be present in the lives of some of the middle school kids. Sometimes spending quality time with others and being fully present forces us to step outside of our comfort zones to really show people that, they, that we value them as a person. So during this reality series, I realized that our time is more valuable than anything. As we all lead really busy lives, when we give our time to others, it speaks volumes to them in their regards to their, or to their importance in our lives. As I I never have enough time in the day to finish everything that I I need to, let alone spend quality time with someone each and every day. But a former professor of mine in my undergraduate program once said this to me. He said, I would rather you get a B or C in my class and get an A in family and relationships than to let the project of school take precedence over all the people in your life. Now just think about that. That's really powerful stuff. But as a perfectionist at heart, when he said this, I really struggled with the thought of getting a B or C in a class. I just thought to myself, why, why can't I get an A in both? Probably because I'm, I'm an overachiever. But in all reality, relationships do take priority over school in my life. Um, as I said, I'm a mom. My daughter, Riley, has also had to adjust to this added role of student um, for me again. But I've been really intentional about making sure that it doesn't take away too much time from her. Um, Over the past few weeks, Riley has had some moments where she has needed to sit down and talk with me about some of the things that she's struggling with. These moments just have happened to come up when I'm in the middle of trying to finish an assignment or a project for school. Kind of felt like God's been testing me a little. But um, I have been intentional and really shut my laptop and been present in our conversations. By present, I mean that I'm really focused on what she is saying and her and not letting my mind wander to all the the busyness and the things that I need to finish. When we spend quality time with others, God works in us and through us to better the lives of others as well as ourselves. Although we can't always see how God is working, we have faith in knowing that God is working things together for good, and we just get the blessing of being a part of it. Ultimately, it is not our plan or us who even accomplishes the work, but it is God whose plan will prevail and God who gives us the strength to per- strength and perseverance to do all that he calls us to do. So I'm going to continue to evaluate my time and my priorities. I'm going to continue to allow God to control my time and lead my steps. When something random pops up, such as a conversation with someone that God might place in my path, I'm going to remember to be fully present in that conversation, no matter how busy I might be. 
We never know what God, how God is trying to use us or what he is seeking to accomplish in our lives or in the, in the lives of others. And we really don't want to miss out on that blessing. And that's what I learned in this reality series. Time more than words, more than words, more than good. I-
Good morning, everybody. Um, just a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Chase, Ir- Chase Irwin. Um, I'm a junior at Templeton High School, and I got asked by Pastor Jamie to come up here and talk to you guys a little bit about what the reality series has meant in my life. Um, it was an awesome series, a lot of life lessons, and one verse really stuck out to me, and that was Ephesians 3.19. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know that the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Today, um, I want to focus on the depth of God's love in my life. God shows me how deep his love can really be through the people he surrounds me with. Um, A couple weeks ago, or like a month ago now, um, I went to Hume Lake. On the way up, on the way up the road, up the mountain, uh, I really didn't know what I wanted from him. I was kind of angry, kind of disappointed, and more mad at myself than anything. It's, when I got up the hill, I realized that it wasn't, I wasn't surrounding myself with the right kind of people in my life to make me not want God, to make me feel bad about myself. And I really just asked God, hey, like, I need I need some good people in my life. Like, can you show me? I want to be a child of yours. I want you to mold me, shape me, do whatever you got to do. I want to follow you. So I didn't know what he was going to do over the weekend, and it it scared me real bad. (laughs) Um, At the end of the the weekend, or during the weekend, these guys arose. Um, One of them's down here. His name is Bryce. Um... These guys mean the world to me. Um, I really, they really showed me how, how much brothership, brother being brothers, fellowship of Christians. There we go. That's the right word. Um, how much you can really depend on somebody and just bring it to God. Just we we meet up. I'd like to say once a week or something like that. Me and my other buddy Zach, we really. We really bring our problems to each other and just pray about it and put it on God because we want to strengthen each other's faith. We want to strengthen ourselves and just grow closer to God overall. Um, I just think it's crazy how deep God's love can really be in our lives, and that is what I've learned in the reality series.
Through the storm, He. 
Hey, um, I'm Seda. Hey. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about humility. And I, got a, I, I wear a retainer at night. And I was really tempted to wear it all day this morning to kind of like keep me humble. So I'd come up here and introduce myself. Hi, guys. I'm Seda. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Um, but no, pride won the day, actually. Um, <laughs> So there's a book, I have it here, um, called The Screwtape Letters. And it's a book by C.S. Lewis. And it's a book uh, written from the, the perspective of Screwtape, who's an experienced demon, to his nephew, who is, who's a rookie demon. And he, his job is to torment this new Christian, right? So Screwtape's giving all this advice to his, to his nephew. And it, it's a great book. Um, I brought extra copies that I just picked up at a used bookstore yesterday to, if you want to try it. But it, it's a great indicator of things, uh, tricks that the enemy uses to deceive us, right? So Screwtape tells his, tells his nephew, this young Christian, he's like, you want to really screw this guy up? Let him go to church. And let him look around at who's sitting next to him. Because what's he going to see? right? He's going to see liars. He's going to see hypocrites. He's going to see cheats. He's going to see judgmental people. He's going he's to find a reason to not like the person sitting next to him, right? And he's going to mistake that for his faith. And he's going to say, like, I, I, don't want, I don't believe the same thing these people do. I'm out, right? So what Screwtape tells his nephew is don't let him think for a second about himself. Don't let him think that maybe he's a liar, Maybe he's a cheat. Maybe he's a hypocrite. Maybe he's judgmental. Make him think that he's doing God a favor by just going to church at all. Right? So, this... Spoiler, that was my mistake. Um, so, in this reality series, um, James talked last week about Ephesians 4 and 5, which talks a lot about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And this old self was really prone to being deceived right? And this new self seeks truth and has a sound mind, right? So I was, I was deceived and I was, and I was angry, um, you know, for pick a reason, right? Everybody can find a reason to be mad at the person next to them if you look deep enough, right? Um, but my, my anger was based on my self-righteousness and it was a reaction to the self-righteousness that I was seeing around me. So you see the irony in that? Like, you see like that vicious cycle that was starting in my mind that these that these unreality goggles put on me. Um, and that was driving a wedge between me and the body of Christ. It was driving a wedge between me and Christ. Um, and, that was, and that was a trick that the enemy pulled. And in a, a few chapters later in Ephesians, Paul says this. He says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Right? Turn to your neighbor and say, tell them, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. right? It's, it's about the rulers and the authorities in this dark world that drive a wedge between us, right? Um, and I had to admit, I'm going to be the first one to do this, and you're going to follow. I am not right about everything, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, I am not right about everything, yeah? <laughs> okay. Um, Good. That was, that was like a baby step in the right direction, everybody. Um, and God's good, right? God's good when he, when he vindicates our faith, but God's also good when he shows us where we're wrong too, right? Um, and so 
I was humble, right? God, God tells us to be, to be humble. Um, my identity is not based, I was, my mistake, my old self, was that my identity was based on, like, my righteousness, my own, and my right opinions about everything, and my great personality, and all these things that are not my identity, right? As I put on my new self, my identity is in Christ. And in uh, Ephesians 5, it says, the be imitators of Christ." as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you. So as I imitate Christ, I'm going to change. It's stupid for me to base my identity on things that I know will change. I base my identity on Christ and being his child and moving toward him. And that as we all imitate Christ, I mean, we all have different starting points, right? We're all just in in different places, but we're all facing the same direction, right? And that's what's going to pull us together. You don't have to become more like me. I don't have to become more like you. We are becoming more like Christ. And even, even someone stood up here one Sunday and said, um, you're a child of God. Your picture's in God's wallet, right? That's a powerful image. Your picture's in God's wallet. So is mine, right? That's where our identity is as children. And my new self doesn't get to write people off. It's just not an option for me. And as Christians, I think, as the body of Christ, I think we actually are uniquely equipped to really talk about hard things because we have the best example of someone who who sought truth and who spoke truth and who did it in love and humility, right? We have Jesus. That's who we imitate as we speak and we lift one another up. And so what this reality series has taught me is that... um, We have confidence and we have courage because we are children of a king, right? But we have humility because it is a big kingdom. Thanks. Amen. How do you like Celebration Sunday? Let's pray and continue standing to just say thank you to God. Thank you, Jesus. We are on our feet because of all that you have done in and through this congregation. We just pray that we would, we would be as brave as these men and women who have shared their testimony to share our testimony with the world so that they can hear about your goodness and so that we can be a light on a hill. And pray this in Jesus' name. All God's people said? All right, please have a seat. Now, this series has been an incredible one. And one of the scriptures that we talked about is, uh, or Paul encouraged in his letter that was written in a prison, he wrote that letter in prison to this little church in a town called Ephesus, as he wrote, you must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ Jesus. And each part, each person is a member of the body of Christ. And when each part works properly, it builds the body of Christ up in love. And at the very beginning of our series, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but four weeks ago, that first scripture was this beautiful one where Paul talks about, the the first line that he says is, he says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven, you ever think about the families in heaven? Hmm. The families in heaven and on earth takes its name. That God calls your name and speaks your name and gives you your identity and who you are. And then Paul has this beautiful imagery where he says this prayer 
He says, I pray that, that by the power of his strength, that, oh, he says, according to the riches of his glory, the riches of God's glory, that he would strengthen you in your inner being with his power, with the power through the spirit of God. And this is the other prayer, that Christ would dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Today is our celebration that we started with just a little seed four weeks ago, and that seed took root. And it grounded itself in love. And some of us were just full-grown plants, and we were uprooted, and we were planted into love in, in some new way in our life. And through this series, uh, we've experienced miracles, really. We've had so many of these testimonies. Here's some more. God, someone said, God showed me to forgive and to trust him, to also be grateful for good health. This person said, God showed how to be a better listener. This person said, God showed me how to love a friend in need. Now, at the beginning of this series, we talked about going into the middle schools, and I loved how Alicia talked about how that, had, how that message uh, about the staff ended up going into the middle schools, but we were asking every single person in this church to find one person to spend time with. And how great it is that Alicia transformed that into her closing the laptop when she's got an assignment due in an hour and still spend time listening and looking deep into the eyes of her daughter and being fully present and recognizing that she has eternal value in that relationship. And then to hear about Chase. Wasn't that a great testimony from Chase? And even though he's from Templeton, guys, come on. I mean, really, no, I'm just kidding. So, no, um... So Chase is an incredible guy. I remember him when he was eight years old. I had to say goodbye to the church, but I also had to say goodbye to Chase when he was eight. But he was talking about this trip to Hume Lake and how the guys, it's two guys in his life decided to spend time with him and to invest in him and, and let him know how, much, how, how important he is. And, and that those guys were there at Hume Lake because Hume Lake has always been filled with thousands and thousands of kids. So many of our kids went to Hume Lake this year. And they went because people supported them financially and by spending time with them. They led the trips to go there. And so we can see the tangible transformation that's happening as a result of the spiritual ground shift that is taking place when people start to take off the reality. You want to hear about something that people would probably think is totally unreal? Just think about three guys from Templeton High School meeting together at least once a week or every night. No- almost as much as once a week, right? And, and, and sitting and sharing their lives and their struggles with one another and then praying for one another and bringing those struggles to God. Most people would say that's not even realistic thinking, but this is what happens. The virtual reality goggles, the reality we construct is being removed and now we're starting to see the beautiful reality that God has prepared for us. And then Seda, who's this incredible preacher, and she has so much humility, she just she she basically came up here to to admit that she doesn't have it all together. But yet the freedom she has in that and we're reminded in Ephesians that that it that Paul cites this Old Testament scripture that says Christ who is on high who is who is ascended on high has made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people, and it cites those gifts of apostleship and evangelism and being a prophet and a pastor and a teacher. 
And thank God that these people were willing to share their gifts with us because you can sense today how the body of Christ is being built up in love, how it is being rooted in love. And today, we are going to continue in just the next few minutes to our worship service by receiving the offering. And this is a sacred moment when we get to reflect on the goodness that we've experienced from God over the past three weeks. And and when we give tithes and offerings, now this envelope has money in it, and it is a, a demonstration of the blessing that we have received in our lives, that we are able to have, it's confounding, that we are able to have something to give on top of the things that keep us alive. And it's a reflection on all the goodness, like just like Celebration Sunday, reflecting on all the goodness that God has given us over the past three weeks, three years, 30 years, 3,000 years, that we are here today is a miracle. But it's also a demonstration of faith because it's us taking those things that we put our trust in, like money, and you can think of, you could fill in the blank, all those other things that you would put trust in other than Jesus, and placing them forward before God, knowing that the God who is as faithful as God has been over the past three years and three weeks is the same God who's going to be that faithful in the future. And we know that that goodness that we've experienced in the past is the goodness we'll receive the future. So we lay down that goodness before God, not dwelling on it, but recognizing that God fills us up so that we can overflow and share that goodness with the world so kids can go to Hume Lake, so that ministries can happen, that change can take place. And so as you receive the, the offering basket today, the bowl, I would ask that you wouldn't let it pass you by but that you would hold it just for a second. We've got lots of time. And just to think about that, that goodness that God has placed in your life. And if you're not placing money in there, or if you are both, place that good thing that God has given to you into that space. And just say thank you to God. And then pass it forward so that, so that today is a collection of all of the things that we are celebrating in this world that God has given us. Does that sound good? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray for this, uh, this time that we have. We recognize that every praise, every clap, every bit of standing in this room is all about you. Every word that has been uttered, every dollar that's been brought here, every grief or pain, that you, God, take the, the pieces of our lives and you make them beautiful. And so, God, we pray that this, this time would be a time that would continue to fill us up even as we share and, and contribute and invest in the future. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Your strength found me at my weakest Your grace pours out in my despair When I feel lifeless, tired, burned out and defeated Your perfect love will find me
you like Celebration Sunday? Pretty good? Now, please have a seat wherever you are, kids. You can sit on the ground. Oh. So today was all about the good things that God has done over the past three or four weeks here at Highlands Church and in this community. And we know there's so much more good news that you have to share, and we pray that you would have the courage to share it with everyone you meet. Now, The good thing is, even though I'm really, really sad to let go of the reality series, and I thought it was such an incredible series, we are entering into a new series called Reclaimed. And the other day, I was walking on the beach. It was actually just yesterday. And did you see the beaches? They're just covered in wood, like old, dead wood that the sea has thrown up onto the shore. And the city's going to have to go in because that's just trash, right? No, that's right. A lot of people go out and they take those things. Have you ever seen that, that stuff that people take, the reclaimed wood, and how beautiful the stuff is that they make with it? Well, the reclaimed series says that, you know what, when Jesus is ready, sorry, when the world is ready, I should say, when the world says that you're trash, when the world has you set out there ready to be picked up by the dumpsters, that Jesus takes you and makes you into something so beautiful. But he doesn't just take part of you. He takes all of you. The whole of your story, every little bit of it. 
And so in the coming six weeks, we are going to be challenging you as a congregation and everybody who comes here to take their stories, the whole of their stories, all of them, all three years for some of you guys, but to think about what God has done over your life, all of your birthdays, all of your pain, all of your sadness, all your joy, and how, how God is reclaiming that to demonstrate how beautiful God is and all that God can do. And we are going to be doing it starting Ash Wednesday in three days. We will have an Ash Wednesday service here at 6.30 p.m. in this space. By the way, you're welcome. We'll see if anyone does it. You're welcome to bring a piece of reclaimed wood to that service. Just a spoiler alert. That's a pretty big spoiler alert, isn't it? Or there will be some here for you. And we will be expressing what, it's, what this means to have Jesus reclaim our story. And if you've never been to an Ash Wednesday service, very few churches here do Ash Wednesday service. So please invite your friends and say, we'd love to have all Christians who want to be, who experience something new. Uh, it is such a beautiful experience. And then we will be launching into this series on, next Sunday called Reclaimed. And we will be looking at some scripture that, that I have never preached on before and not many churches preach on. Because it's usually crammed into Holy Week. And it's the, scripture, it's the last six stories of Jesus' life before crucifixion, and including crucifixion, and then the burial, leading right up to Easter. And this church is going to be so ready for Easter because what we're going to do each one of those stories is reclaim one of the characters from each story and look back on their, their, their story. Peter, Judas, Pontius Pilate, the crowd, the women, Mary Magdalene, Mary in Salome. You may not know who the, there's a character by that name, and I don't even think that I said it right, so we'll all learn together. And so this is going to be a time of reflection that's going to last six weeks, and I pray that you would have uh, an experience where you are able to come up here just like these courageous men and women did today, or, or like you did for many of you. You shared that testimony in video. Thank you for that. And you shared the testimony in written way, and so we are truly celebrating. And so for the benediction, I would like to ask the, the pastors who preached today, because every person is a pastor here, right? And every member is a minister. So come on up here. Uh, and these guys did such a great job. And something that you get to do at the end of a worship service is to do a benediction. And uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to stand for the benediction today. And the way you give a benediction to another person is to raise up your hand like this over them. And I encourage everyone in here who's a pastor, that means every person, to raise your hand. Every person is a pastor. And to raise it over another person in the room so you can just think about who it is. You don't have to, yeah, you can be literal too. Some of you are doing, that's okay. And now we're going we're gonna to pronounce this blessing on them. Hear this prayer. Pray that you would be filled with the courage to share the goodness of God's love in your life that you would be so rooted in love that you would just know that Christ is dwelling in your heart through that faith. And we pray that you would be filled with all the fullness of God as you come to understand the breadth and length and height and depth of Jesus's love. And we pray that you would walk into the world with these broken hands so that the whole world would see that God can take brokenness, can take broken, wounded hands, and can turn them into blessings. And that anybody and everybody can be saved and loved and reclaimed by Jesus Christ. 
So go out, not just receiving all of the fullness that God fills you up with, but knowing that the point of it is so that you could be overflowing into the lives of others. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, amen.